Welcome to Linux in a Shell, episode 27. My name is Dan Washko, I'm your host today, and as always I'd like to thank Hacker Public Radio for hosting the website and the audio files. Please consider contributing to Hacker Public Radio, or at the very least, heading on over to HackerPublicRadio.org and listening to one of the wonderful shows that's always informative, put out every day by a fellow community member. Today we're going to talk about couple of more mathematical-based applications. Three programs I'm going to talk about. Factor, primes, and sequence. And arithmetic. I'm going to throw that one a bonus in there, but we'll get to that at the end. Anyway, if you haven't listened or read the website, I suggest you head on over after this to watch the video and to see the full write-up of these applications and the links to the bibliography. First program I'm going to talk about is Factor. Factor is part of the core utilities package and it should already be installed on your system. What Factor does is you give it a number and it will perform prime factorization or integer factorization upon that number. And what that essentially is, is it breaks a number or divides a number down into the smallest prime positive integers. Uh, that are greater than 1. So, for instance, if I were to do a factorization of the number 2, factorization of that is 2. Simple enough. You usually omit the 1 in the output, so it's just given. Like 3 is 3, but 4 is 2, 2. So 2 times 2 is 4. You can't break 2 down any further. So you have two twos. And then six would be two times three. You can't break it down any further. Eight, on the other hand, if you were to do it by hand, you could say eight equals two times four, four equals two times two. So three twos, two, 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 is the factor, factors of eight. It has three prime factors, two. And then nine is three times three. 10 is 2 times 5, and so on. Well, what factor does, it'll, it'll give you those values by just plugging in a number. So, for instance, if you were to type in factors 632, the output would be 2, 2, 2, 79. So if you multiplied all, three, all four of those integers together, 2 times 2 times 2 times 79, you get the value of 632. It's just a handy little utility if you need to get the factors of a positive integer. Now, you have to pass to it a positive integer. It won't accept floats. It won't accept negative numbers. So it just does positive integers. And also, there aren't any other... Um, there aren't any other options to the factor program. 
except for dash dash version, which shows you the version of it, and dash dash help, which pretty much tells you that the only option is version, and gives a little info of what Factor does. So that's part of the core utils. The other program I wanted to talk about is Primes. Primes does exactly what you might think it does. You pass it a starting number and an optional stopping number, and it will give you all the prime numbers between those two numbers. So if you were to type in primes 1 to 1,000, it would go and list all the prime numbers between 1 and 1,000. Really simple. Now, if you do not pass it a stopping number, it does have a hard-coded limit. And that limit is 4,294,967,295. So that's the upper limit that it'll go. And it'll probably take a long time to get there. If you're just letting him the number cycle through and you want to stop it, just hit Control-C. But like factor... Primes doesn't have any other options to it, so, you know, you're not going to get anything else. Um, starting value for primes is zero or a positive integer. If you were to try and give a negative integer, it would fail, or it doesn't work with floats either. So it just works with integers. Just be aware of that. Now, primes may not be installed on your system. It's part of the BSD Games package, so if you really want to mess around with Primes, and another one that we're going to talk about today, Arithmetic, uh, you're going to have to get the BSD package, or BSD Games package out of your <coughs> package repository. Next one is going to have some options to it. It's called Sequence, SEQ. Now, what Sequence is going to do is it's going to give you a it's just going to output a sequence of numbers from a starting number to an optional ending number um, so you probably do want to give an optional ending number or it's just going to give you treats the last digit as if you if you only provided one number um, it, it's going to give you a count up from one to that number that you provided. So sequence, SEQ, by default starts at 1, will count up from 1 to whatever number you pass to it. Now you can you can pass an optional starting number uh, and also an incremental number. Okay, so for instance, if I wanted to uh, get a list of numbers between 10 and 20, I would type in SEQ space 10 space 20 and it will show me all the numbers between 10 and 20 and including 10 and 20. That's what it does. Now there's an optional, there's a third option in there as a step number. Okay, now be careful because if you just put in one value for the sequence, that's the ending number. It goes from one to that ending number. If you put in two numbers, that first number is treated as a starting number, and the second number is treated as a stopping number. Now, the starting number, if you're only providing a starting and stopping number, the starting number has to be smaller than the stopping number. 
Otherwise, you're not going to get any return value. Okay, it's just going to be null. Nothing will happen. If I typed in sequence or seq 20, 10, nothing would happen. Now, you can pass an increment value, which would be the middle number then. So that would be a third option. But be aware that when passing an increment number, it's starting number, increment, ending number. So starting at 10.5 and 20, those values, 10 would be the starting, 20 would be the stopping, and 0.5 would be the increment. So it would go 10, 10.5, 11, 11.5, 12, 12.5, so on. The increment number occurs between the starting and stopping number. So when there's three values in there, treats the first entry as the starting, the second entry as the increment, and the third entry as the stopping point. Now the increment could be a decrement. So in this case where I did 10, or I'm sorry, 20, 10 as the start and stop, if I were to put a negative 1 in there as, a, as the increment, which would actually be a decrement, it would count down from 20 to negative, or to 10. One step, negative 1. And as you noticed, I had said, as an example of the increment, 0.5, it works with floats and negative numbers. So you can do sequences with floats and negative numbers there. So pretty handy. For instance, if I were to do SEQ negative 10, 1, 10, it would count up from negative 10 all the way through to 10 and include 0. Now, unlike the other commands I had mentioned, this one does allow you some switches. The first switch we could talk about is dash s or dash dash separator equals, and it will change the default separator between each number. The default separator is a new line character, but if you do dash s and comma, instead of a new line character, it would place a comma in between each number. Uh, you could put whatever you want in there. You don't have to put it in double quotes. You could do sequence dash s ha ha 110 and between each number would be ha ha be 1 ha ha 2 ha ha 3 ha ha and so on to 10 ha ha well it wouldn't include ha ha after the 10 cuz that's the last number so you can if you ever need to get a quick sequence of numbers you could use this in the separator and there you go voila now there is a dash w or dash dash equal dash width and that will print all the numbers with the same padding uh, using zeros where necessary. So if I were to do a sequence of 5 to 100, it would show me, it would use zeros for padding. So I would get 005, 006, 007, and so on until I got the double digits. And I get 010 for 10, 020 for 20, and then when I got to 100, it wouldn't pad. It would just be 100 and so on. And it will do padding with, with floats, too. So whatever value you specify, or when you do equal width, whatever um, you specify, that's up to you. Uh, it would produce floats for zeros. Or it would produce zeros to pad out the width of the number so they're all equal. Finally, there is a switch called dash f or dash dash format equals and that allows you to sp specify the printf style floating point conversion specification 
which chances are you will never use this. Um, but it's an option that you have. And what that does is you have to specify in a printf format. So by default, it supports percent %A, percent %E, percent %F, percent %G. And what those are is percent %A is hexadecimal floating point lowercase. Percent %E is scientific notation lowercase. Percent %F is float, decimal floating point lowercase. And percent %G is the shortest representation of percent %E, which is scientific notation lowercase, or percent %F, which is decimal floating point lowercase. Now, percent %G is the default right there. So what that does is it you're getting a sequence of numbers in the decimal. If you were to provide dash A, it would give you a sequence of numbers in hexadecimal floating point. Now, that's not the same as hexadecimal that you're accustomed to. It's hexadecimal floating point, run it, uh, sequence, dash, F, percent A, 1 to 100, and you'll see what it is. Now, there's three other or four other values there, and that's the same central values, but instead of lowercase a, e, and f, a, e, f, and g, it's uppercase a, e, f, and g, and all that does is it switches them to uppercase, so uh, percent capital A, or uppercase A, is hexadecimal floating point uppercase, percent capital E, scientific notation uppercase, percent capital F is decimal flo floating point uppercase, and percent capital G is lower, use shortest representation representation of either percent capital E or percent capital F. That's sequence in a nutshell right there. There's, if you, you can get more in depth with the, what it can print out in the printf style, um, that's covered in the info page a little more, but chances are you'll never use it. So sequence allows you to print off a series of numbers. You specify at least one number, a float, uh, whatever, and it'll count from one to that number. Um, if you provide two numbers, that acts as a starting and stopping point. If you provide three, it's a start, decrement or increment, and stopping point. Now, uh, one other last thing I want to say, a caveat there. If you were to provide uh, a starting point of, like, one and an ending point of five and increment by point three it would not go all the way up to point 0.5. What you would get is if you did sequence 1.35, it would give you a value all the way up to 4.9 because the next entry in the sequence would actually be 5.2 and go above 5. So it'll show you all the way up <coughs> to the maximum value without going above the stopping point. So that's kind of a caveat there. Be aware of that. So that covers the last three mathematically based applications that I found that struck my fancy that I thought I'd pass on to you. As a bonus, since we're talking about math, there's an, and BSD Games was included, there's a little game in BSD Games called Arithmetic. And what that is, it's a little quiz. Arithmetic quiz. It presents you with Math problems, uh, addition, subtraction, division, or multiplication, and you have to solve them. 
and you get graded on those. You know, for every 20 that you solve, you get graded, and it continues indefinitely. Uh, but if you want to stop, you hit Control-C, and it will grade you on how well you did. Now, when you're presented with a problem, you have to get it right to continue on to the next one. If you get it wrong, it will ask you again until you get it right. By default, it will use numbers 0 through 10 and only addition and subtraction. Now, there are switches to change this. Uh, the dash O switch allows you to specify the operators. And it could be one or all of, or any combination of the following, plus for addition, minus for subtraction, the forward slash for division, and the asterisk for multiplication. Pretty much the symbols that you should be familiar with that represent addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication. Now, the default range, like I said, is 10, so 0 to 10. And you can change that with the dash R option. And what that will do is if you specify dash R 1000, that would allow in, yeah, integers of between 0 and 1000 to be used. So <clears throat> on the basic starting level, you'll be asked questions like, was 5 plus 2, 5 minus 6, um, yeah, 6 minus 5, all those sorts of things. But if you specify a dash R of 1,000, you'd be asked stuff like, what's 500 plus 600, what's, what's 500 plus 50, and so on, kind of like that. Now, be aware, when you're specifying a range, that uh, the range for addition and the subtrahend, the range uh, for those operators, uh, like a, a plus N, multiplication, only addition and multiplication, it's arithmetic, the way that it works is that, I'm muddling my words there, <clears throat> but for uh, addition and multiplication, the range applies to the addendums, so that is, or the terms or factors of the problem, so that is, you know, what you're adding together, not necessarily the sum, doesn't apply to the sum, and what you're multiplying and not the product, okay? So it, it it's range for 0 to 100 is what you're going to add together or what you're going to multiply. Now, for subtraction and division, it's different. That range applies to uh, the divisor, which you're dividing with or by uh, for division, and the quotient, which is the, the uh, result of the, the division problem. And for subtraction, it's the subtrahend and the difference. So it's whatever you're subtracting with, not from. You have the, the, the number you're subtracting from, how, what that value is, and the difference, which is the solution or the answer of a subtraction problem. So that's what the dash R applies to in those values. They're a little different for multiplication and division. Arithmetic's a fun little application if you want to quiz yourself or you have a young child that's uh, learning math. Something to play around with. Really simple. That is it for this episode of Linux in a Shell. I hope you found it fun and informative. It's a little whimsical, uh, fun mathematical applications. Not necessarily completely practical on a day-to-day -day basis, but hey, it's mathematics. Uh, if you ever want to get factors of a program, 
you have them right at, or a, a number you have them right at your your fingertips there. I thank you. My name is Dan Washko. Head on over to LinuxInTheShell.org to listen to or to read up the, on the full write up of these uh, programs. See the links and to listen or watch the video of their examples. Thank you for listening and have a great day. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.